Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. Welcome back inside the Mid-American Bandwagon podcast. Episode 87 coming to you live this week. A special early edition releasing on Wednesday this week. That's because it is that time. It is the best time of the year. March Madness is here. MAC Women's Basketball Tournament kicking off on uh, Wednesday. Today, if you're listening to this on the day it's released, the men's kicks off on Thursday. We're here to break down both for you. Fancy, how you doing tonight, my man? Doing great. You know, we got, uh, I mean, Mac hasn't really started yet. We got uh, the other conferences on TV, and it's just kind of serving up as like a preamble, you know, just building up for the hype that will be the Mid American Conference uh, men's and women's basketball tournament. That is exactly right. Yeah, we had some, uh, some, a couple bids crowned this weekend. Uh, I saw Longwood got their first ever bid to the tournament, so they're going uh, out of the Big South. I know before the uh, before the we started recording here, Vanzi, you and I were talking briefly about that Chattanooga ending last night. Hit that half court buzzer beater to beat uh, Furman in the Southern Conference. So there's certainly there have been some awesome uh, finishes thus far. So we're gonna get out to the uh, the the men's and women's tournaments here in the MAC here just a couple minutes. Uh, one uh, story we wanted to cover here first though. Uh, on the men's side of things before we jump into the tournament itself. But uh, earlier today on Tuesday, it was announced that uh, Western Michigan men's basketball coach Clayton Bates is stepping down after two seasons. Uh, he was a, a longtime assistant at Western Michigan there under uh, Steve Hawkins and was uh, promoted uh, to the head head job in 2020 after uh, Steve Hawkins stepped away uh not not a ton uh positive here the last few years for the broncos vanzi 11 and 39 in uh bates two seasons and uh five and 23 uh last year or excuse me this year four and 16 in the mac and fancy i i get not too surprising of a, of a move here you kind of wonder where western michigan is going to go from here this program is kind of bottomed out it seems like yeah and uh you know Kalamazoo, I mean, that's a, a basketball kind of centric area. I mean, you know, you look back to the 90s, early 2000s, University Arena, Reed Fieldhouse, they were packing that venue there, um, you know, and across the board attendance is down. But I saw something online that Western Michigan had sold between like 200 and 300 season tickets for men's basketball that is just astronomically low. I mean, and that just kind of speaks to the problem. Clayton Bates, by all intents and purposes, everyone will say he's a nice guy. And I'm sure he is, you know, I'm sure he's someone that would be nice to talk to, but it never made sense to me. You know, you have Steve Hawkins, who was kind of the Dean of the Mac coaches, well-liked, well-beloved, wasn't getting the results towards the end of his tenure, but you make the decision kind of like Phil Martelli at St. Joseph out there in Philadelphia to move on from Steve Hawkins. And what do they do? They go with his longtime assistant. 
Well, the reason for that is it was when COVID was starting, he took a lesser deal. They had kind of frozen some different things, you know, at WMU. And it really just kind of seemed like they just said, hey, let's see if this happens. But if you really wanted a culture change and to, and to reinvigorate that program, you would have thought they would have gone a different route. Um, two names that I've heard already, um, Saudi Washington, the, the bro- former Bronco player, you know, the Michigan assistant. They offered him money the last time around. He wasn't interested. I mean, you know, you look at him, one of the lead assistants from Michigan, he could probably get a better job if he wanted, or maybe he wants to come home. Uh, And also Michigan State assistant Dwayne Stevens. He was up for the job when Bates got it. He was up for the the Central Michigan job and especially the Eastern Michigan job. And Tom Izzle's really been campaigning for him. Um, Stevens would love the opportunity to be the head coach. I would keep an eye on him for this opening. Yeah, I've I've seen articles uh, alluding to to both of them as as top candidates for the job, and you know it's 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 crazy, Van Z. I mean, I, I you never think of Western Michigan as a as a school with a ton of of basketball history, and and they don't have a ton. I mean, they've only been to the tournament you know four times in their history. But I mean, you go you mentioned the Steve Hawkins era. I mean. You, you go back eight years to 2014. I know that's a lifetime in college athletics, but I mean, they were in the NCAA tournament. They won 23 games that year. 2015, uh, they won uh, 20 games as well, as they did in 2013. I mean, from 2013 to 2015, three straight years, this is a program that won 20 games. And that's not an easy thing to do. And since then, though, I mean, it's just been straight downhill. And, you know, you, you wonder uh, – you, you know, it, it feels like, uh, I mean, not feels like, I mean, it is a complete rebuild coming in here. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what type of candidate they're able to attract. We'll certainly keep an eye on that here over the next couple of weeks as the Broncos begin uh, the search for their next uh, head men's basketball coach. Vanzi, let's get into the games here, man. We are, uh, I guess, well, we're recording here Tuesday evening. We're less than 48 hours away from the kickoff or for the tip-off of the men's basketball. Uh, women's going to get tipped off on uh, on Wednesday morning. We'll, we'll cover the women's here uh, in a couple minutes after we talk through the men's. But, uh, Vanzi, let's, uh, let's take a look at the games here. I mean, uh, obviously, we had the first seed was already locked in. Toledo had clinched the number one seed. Central Michigan did end up uh, staying in the eighth seed. Uh, they barely uh, lost to Akron on uh, on the last game of the season on Friday, 57-56. The Zips knocked them off, but Central Michigan still secures the eighth seed. Akron ends up claiming the four seed. They'll take on uh, the fifth seed, Buffalo. Uh, that'll be the second game on uh, Thursday afternoon. Uh, Toledo Central Michigan going to tip at 11 a.m. Kent State, in the, the second seed, they're going to take on Miami. And then the nightcap will be number three seed, Ohio, taking on Ball State. Vansy, um, just, I guess, before we do anything specific, general takeaways, general impressions of or initial reactions to those four matchups. Yeah, I think when you look at it, I mean, you know, Central Michigan, they've been playing scrappy basketball lately. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I, you know, like their chances against Toledo. It might be closer than we think, but I think Toledo is going to be the favorite there. Akron against Buffalo, what a great game that should be. I mean, that's the one you star and circle. I think that one could go either way. Um, Kent State should dispatch Miami pretty easily somewhat. And I kind of got my eye on this Ohio Ball State game. You know, sparks in the middle for Ball State. Ohio's been trending the wrong direction, although ESPN, or excuse me, the Athletic gave Ohio the second best odds of winning the MAC uh, tournament. I don't believe that. I think Ball State's got a chance to potentially upset here um, because Ohio's been going in the wrong direction. 
Yeah, Vanzi, that's that's I'm I'm very glad you brought that up because that's one something I wanted to talk about here in terms of the storylines heading into Cleveland is that Ohio is really not playing good basketball right now. They've now lost three in a row, uh, including a loss at Northern Illinois, who Northern Illinois did not even qualify for for Cleveland. They ended up finishing 10th in the MAC. Uh, but anyway, you know, they they beat Ohio 58-57 on Friday. Ohio has now lost three in a row. They've lost four of five. The Bobcats started MAC play 10 and one, Vanzi, and since then, and their final nine games, they went four and five in the stretch down the season. Vanzi, this is a team that's so deep. I mean, we talk about, you know, you got Mark Sears, Ben Vanderplas, Jason Carter, so many guys on that team that can get you a bucket. Jeff Bowles is a great head coach. They just, I don't know, something is just off for the Bobcats right now. And I agree with you. You know, I'm not even, I'm not even necessarily high on Ball State. I don't think Ball State is, is you know, they, they don't do anything. You're not, they don't have any great strength that they can lean on. I just think Ohio is really, really on shaky footing right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I just, you know, whatever, I don't know what happened at some point, you know, if they just the COVID pause or something like that just affected that team, they just haven't been the same. It seemed like it was Toledo, Ohio, Toledo, Ohio. And then you had Toledo kind of just, you know, dispatch Ohio. And it feels like since then it's been kind of hot and cold and in the hot's been like lukewarm, not even hot, hot, you know, yeah, like, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, like, um, what a pizza roll somewhat, you know, so, and, <laughs> still, uh, and, still cold in the center and microwave it long enough. Yeah. I get, you're yeah, not, I mean, yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. It's, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been tough sledding for the Bobcats here lately. Let's one other, I guess the other game we wanted to highlight here in these, in this first round matchup, you mentioned it, Vanzi Akron and Buffalo, what an outstanding matchup in the first round. And I think Vanzi, the thing for me, I, I really am curious to see how the, the big men match up in this, in this uh, matchup here, because I mean, you have to me some of the best big men in the conference on these two teams. I mean, Enrique Freeman and Ali Ali uh, for Akron, both having incredible years. Enrique Freeman averaging a double double, 13 points and 11 rebounds. And then on the other side of the fence on, on Buffalo, I mean, everyone knows how good uh, Jonathan Williams and Josh and Bala are. Josh, Josh and Bala almost averaging a double double himself, 13.3 points, 8.8 rebounds. I mean, this to me, Vanzi, this is the best matchup far and away of day one. And honestly, I mean, I know it's the four or five game, but I think either one of these teams, whoever wins this game, they have a legitimate shot to win this tournament. Yeah, I mean, they would have to get past uh, Toledo, but yeah, I think when you look at it, I would put Toledo, Kent State, Akron, Buffalo as the ones who I think have a chance. And that's kind of ruling out Ohio. And I'm sorry, Ohio, but you guys haven't been playing great basketball. So, you know, here in the first round, you have one of these two teams, Ohio or excuse me, Buffalo or Akron are going to be eliminated. You know, yeah. so you're talking about potential teams where if they can get by Toledo in the next round, they have a chance to win this MAC tournament. And one of them is going to be bumped off the first day, uh, you know, in Cleveland. You know, so that's just kind of a, a great storyline in itself. Um, the winner of that, I mean, has a chance to win it. Those are two talented teams. Akron's been playing better lately. Buffalo's been playing better lately. Um, I think Buffalo is really deep. I mean, I'm just looking at this and it's hard to pick against Buffalo. They've been there. You know, they've been there. They've done that. Their fans come out. Their, their fans come down the turnpike. They get out there and they're, you know, I mean, I saw them one year when I went there 2018, they were tailgating similar to Bill's Mafia. You know, yeah. the, 
the parking garages in Cleveland, Ohio were not safe on that day. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, I, I mean, I agree with you, Vanzi, a, a great, well, a well-traveled fan base for sure. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think both of these teams have what it takes to, to make a run here. Now you mentioned, you know, the, the potential second round matchup against Toledo, neither one of these teams had any luck knocking off the Rockets this year. Akron only got to play them once they played them at Toledo on January 28th and lost 84, 76 Buffalo. You'll recall, uh, just last week, last Tuesday, uh, Toledo kind of ran them out of their own gym, 92, 76 up there at UB arena. So they'll both, either one of them. I mean, that's a tall task to take on to having Buffalo in the second round, but certainly, uh, one that both teams have the talent to, uh, pull off the potential upset there. So how do you, uh, let's, before we move on to the, the, the women's side of things here, Vanzi, let's, uh, let's, let's talk through here, the, these games, this matchup, how you see this, uh, this, the men's tournament playing out here. Any upsets? I know you mentioned Ball State over Ohio. Uh, how do you see? Let's let's go through game by game and let's see uh, what we're each going to pick here. We'll, we'll do a little a little uh, tracker, see who's right. Okay, so um, for me, I got Toledo over Central Michigan. I got Buffalo over Akron. Uh, that would be going against the seeds a little bit. On the other side, I got Kent State over Miami. Um, I got Ohio over Ball State. I don't feel good about that one, but I'm going Ohio over okay. Ball State. I'm going uh, in the, I'm back on the other side of the bracket, Toledo over Buffalo. Again, I don't feel good about that one. I like Buffalo, but I think Toledo with Ryan Rollins, you know, I'm going with the better player there. Um, and then on the other side, I have Kent State, Ohio. I'm going with Kent State over Ohio. Sincere Carey, I think he's the best player in the conference. Um, I, you know, that, that I think will make a difference. And then in the final, you got Kent state, Rob Senderoff. They've done it before Kent state over Toledo. Who's done it before in losing in Cleveland when they should win. So I have Kent state over Toledo for the Mac championship. All right. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm typing that out right now. And then, uh, okay. Gotcha. That's a good, I mean, that's, that's, that's a tough, uh, that's, I mean, I can't, it's hard to disagree with most of that. So I'm going to go through here. Um, yeah, Toledo over Central Michigan. We're in agreement there. I am going to go Akron over Buffalo. I think the Zips, like I mentioned, I love it. The 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 big duo they have, Enrico Freeman and uh, Ali Ali. I like how the Zips are playing right now. I'm also going to go Kent State, and then um, yeah, I'm going to go Ohio as well. I mean, as much as as much as they're on shaky footing, I just don't t- don't trust the Cardinals right now. And then I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I, you know, I oh, man, that's a tough one. Toledo and Akron. Um, yeah, I hate, I mean, I hate to have us in agreement this whole way, but I think it makes sense. I'm going to go Toledo over Akron. I'm going to go Kent state over Ohio. And I'm actually, I think our disagreement is I think I am going to go with Toledo here to win this whole thing. I think this is the year that, uh, Todd Kowalczyk and his squad put it together. I think Ryan Rollins is too good as good as, as well as Kent state has been playing lately. I still think Toledo is the better team. I'm going to go with the Rockets to win it all. There we go. I mean, you know, only one of us can be right. Actually, well, actually, neither of us could be right, too. That's that's the fun of March. That is exactly right. There's always an upset, any upset around the corner. You never know what's going to happen. That's what makes it great. That's what makes this one of the best weeks of the year. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's uh let's move over to the women's side here, Vanzi. Take a, a quick look at the uh the women's uh women's side of the fence. Toledo uh capped off their regular season with a uh with a 74-61 over Western Michigan on Saturday. They set a new MAC record with 19 conference wins. First team since the MAC had gone to 20 games. They're the first team that's won 19. They went 19 and 1. The Rockets finished uh picked to finish eighth, excuse me, in the preseason poll exceeded everybody's expectations they will get uh they will kick off the tournament uh wednesday morning at 11 a.m taking on the eight seed ohio we'll talk about the bobcats here more in a minute an interesting story there between them and kent state and uh how that all played out over the last day of the regular season uh northern illinois the four seed they knocked off central michigan on saturday ended up finishing fourth in the conference climbed above ball state there they'll take on number five ball state uh in game two uh, Deasha Fair and Buffalo, the two seed, they're going to take on Western Michigan in game three. And then the three seed, Akron, one of the best uh, stories in the conference this year. They're going to take on Bowling Green and the nightcap on Wednesday night. Fancy, what do you think about that? Initial impressions uh, from the four matchups there on the women's side of things? Well, I mean, again, you know, you talk about Ohio basketball. And I mean, back at the midway point of the max season, who would have thought Ohio would be? I mean, you would have might have thought they'd be playing in the one versus eight matchup, but you might have thought Ohio might have been the one. You know, I mean, yeah. that season really went backwards for them. Toledo just looks so good, though. I mean, one loss in a conference play, um, you know, that just tremendous. Um, Buffalo, I think Buffalo, I mean, if you're going to go against a grain and pick somebody else, I think Buffalo has a chance to potentially knock off Toledo dash affair. Um, one of the best, yeah, probably the best player in the conference. I think that makes a difference when you get to March, um, you know, and Western Michigan has been trending down. I also like Akron. I can't, you know, I just got this feeling about Akron. I mean, it's not a program you usually talk about when you talk women's hoops. Uh, they got uh, BGSU there in that first round BGSU, a great team a year ago, but I think this is a, a, a win for Akron and just Northern Illinois ball state doesn't do much for me as far as the games. You know, I think that's the one game where I don't see one of those teams coming out and winning the tournament uh, there. Yeah. I think uh, I, we're mostly in agreement there. I think that Toledo Ohio matchup definitely to me, that's the most compelling matchup of the, of the first round. Cause you look at Ohio, CC hooks, Erica Johnson, they can score with anybody. They're just routinely put up 80 point, 80 plus points a game uh, over the course of this season. Now the question there is, 
you know, can Ohio, can they get stops on defense there? You know, it's never an issue of, of scoring with them. It's, it's can, you know, can they get stops? Can they, you know, can they get a stop when they really need to get a stop? I guess, you know, they, they come in here, uh, finish, uh, 10th in the conference, 71 and a half points a game, second in scoring though, uh, at 74. So can the, 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 can the Bobcats slow down Toledo's offense enough, uh, to, to keep up with them in that one? I think that's a very compelling matchup. And then, yeah, I'm, I really have my eye on, on Akron. I think that potential matchup in the second round there, uh, Buffalo at number two and Akron at number three, I think that is a fantastic matchup there uh, between two of the best players in the conference. You know, you mentioned uh, Deasha Fair from Buffalo, and then on the other side uh, for Akron, you have uh, Jordan Dawson, who just earlier today was named the player of the year on the women's side, averages a double-double. Uh, so I think two of the best players in the conference right there matching up there in the one semifinal is a great potential storyline. Let's talk a little bit about the Zips, though, Vanzi, because even behind Jordan Dawson, you know, they went 4-14 and last year, 7-14 uh, and overall. They bounced back this year end up finishing third in the conference. They grabbed the three seed here again, four and 14 in the conference last season. They finished 13 and seven in the Mac this year, 16 and 10 overall. Jordan Dawson is the one that really kind of drives the bus for them fancy, but it's not just her. I mean, uh, Reagan base has been there. Lanasia Brewer. They're, they're both, uh, you know, reliable scorers behind her. A lot of great, good size on this team. Uh, the zips have Vansy. I think the Akron could be a dark horse here. If they can get past Buffalo in the semifinal, they could, they can knock anyone off. Yeah. I think that's going to be the challenge is getting past Buffalo. Um, you yeah. know, I would go Toledo, Buffalo, and then Akron. But again, you talk about the best players in the conference, you know, the meaning more come March and coming Cleveland and all that. And I think with Dawson, I think uh, Akron definitely has a chance to make some noise. And again, I mean, it's basically a home court, you know, I mean, hopefully the zip fans are going to, you know, come on up and come out to, to, uh, you know, what's it called? Rocket mortgage, you know, it used to be quick and loans, whatever the field house there is called now um, and support this team. Cause I do think they have a chance. I think they are playing good basketball. I think they have arguably the best player in a conference. I know Diasha fair, you could argue um, that's a, a, you know, a two player race there, but I think that gives them a chance when you have a player who's that good. And again, like you said, there is other pieces. There is that depth where that is a team to keep an eye on. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, you look at the, that potential matchup there in, in the semifinals and uh, Buffalo certainly had the edge uh, in both meetings this season. Uh, just last week, uh, the Bulls knocked off the Zips 86 to 60 uh, there in Akron. And then earlier in the season up at UB Arena, 76 to 59. So Bulls pretty convincing victories in, in both uh, previous matchups this season. Uh, I think here, the, the other thing we wanted to touch on, the other thing I wanted to t ask you about here, Vanzi, is uh, the, 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 I don't know if controversy is the right word, but, but the way in which uh, Ohio was determined to be the eighth seed here. So anyone who was following along, Kent State and Ohio actually played this past weekend on Saturday, last day of the regular season. Uh, they, they uh, the, the Bobcats traveled up to Kent uh, to take on the Flashes. Now, entering the game, Ohio was 9-9 nine and nine in the conference. Kent State was 9-10. and 10. They were both tied, essentially, for, uh, for, for eighth place in the conference. Kent State won the game 59-50, to 50, so they finished 10-10 uh, and 10 in the MAC. Ohio finished 9-10. and 10. Ohio had, had one game that they weren't able to make up because of COVID, so they only played 19 games. 
Now, earlier in uh, the season, the MAC had announced a, a, a not, no contest COVID policy, essentially meaning that, you know, any game that couldn't be made up will not be held against uh, the team that can't make them up. And so because of that, um, essentially what happened was Ohio at nine and 10 ended up getting the eight seed over Kent State, who had beat, just beat them earlier in the day and did finish with a, a higher win percentage in the conference going 10 and 10. Uh, versus Ohio, who went nine and 10. Vanzi, what did you think about all that? Because I understand why the MAC instituted that policy, but I think here was an unintended consequence that you could look at from the outside and, you know, that it can be, that can seem a little bit uh, counterintuitive. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just something where, you know, you heard of things like this last year, you know, Michigan won the Big Ten tournament over Illinois. And, and, you know, they had played less games and lost to Illinois and things like that. And I was hoping we were past this this year. But if I'm Kent State, you know, you have a real strong argument here, you know, that you should be in Cleveland. And, you know, okay, yeah, you know, you're probably going to lose it the first round. But then, you know, I mean, I don't know if their coaching staff has bonuses. You know, it's a great experience for the players. You know, I mean, it's got to be upsetting and frustrating. I'm sure they knew going into the final weekend or whatever, you know, what the odds were. But, you know, that's tough. I mean, it's tough to kind of break it down into a tiebreaker, you know. And like we've said before, when they reconfigured the MAC, uh, the MAC tournaments where there's no more campus sites, no more every team gets in. Yeah, this does come back all the way back to that, not just their COVID policies with no contests and things like that but all the way back to that decision. And this is the downside of what has been a good decision so far, giving us compelling basketball. Um, you know, so I feel bad for Kent state. Um, I don't know how you could have done it different this year, other than that policy, potentially, you know, I'm sure they tried everything they could to get every game in, um, you know, maybe potentially a one game playoff at some point they could have done, you know, I don't know. But uh, a weird situation and very confusing to the average fan. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're not to toot our own horns, but we're better than our, you know, we follow it more than the average fan. And it was perplexing to us, you know, what exactly the policy was and how we got to this point. Yeah, it really was. And uh, it, I mean, hey, it is, you know, they, they made that decision. I think, you know, it didn't seem like a bad decision when they made it, because I think, again, they were they were. Um, trying to, you know, avoid penalizing teams for missing games from COVID. And I, I'm not saying it was a bad policy, I think, but I think something we were talking about last week, Vanzi applies here. You know, we were talking last week about this on the men's side of things, where it was like cutting down the conference tournament to eight teams like this year, don't necessarily have a problem with it because I think once you get beyond the eight, the, the eighth, you know, the eighth place team there, you'd make a pretty clear cutoff. Like, okay, these teams are at the bottom of the list. They don't necessarily belong or they don't, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that belong, but they, there's a reason they got left out. I think on the women's side of the fence here, it's like you have 10 teams at least that you think are pretty, so are good enough to get to that. They should be in Cleveland. Right. And so because you had to make that distinction there at eight this year, you're kind of seeing the negative consequence where on the men's side, it has kind of, you know, it's worked itself out in, in a little bit more in the conference's favor. Uh, so hasn't highlighted uh, something like this, like this uh, last kind of last weekend did here between Kent State and Ohio. So let's um, let's do the same thing here that we did on the men's side, Vandy. Let's take a look at uh, these the first round matchups. We'll go through, pick every game, pick who we have in the uh, in the um, 
in the semis and then who we have cutting down the nets. So we'll let you go first here again. We'll start off with game one on uh, Wednesday morning, 11 a.m., Toledo and Ohio. Who are you going with there? Yeah, I'm going with Toledo over Ohio. Um, and then a real toss-up, I feel like the biggest toss-up of this tournament, uh, I went with NIU over Ball State. Um, NIU's had some moments this season, so I'm going with them. Uh, the other side of the bracket, I am going with Akron over Bowling Green, and I am going with Buffalo over Western Michigan. So okay. then back on the other, yep, back on the other side, I'm going with Toledo over Northern Illinois, and that one wasn't particularly close for me. Um, and then on the other side, I'm going with Buffalo and Ayasha Fair over Akron. That was a tough one. I could have gone either way on that one. And then uh, in the final, I got Toledo and I got Buffalo and I really wanted to go with Buffalo because of fair. And I think when you have the best player again, like I said, come March, that makes a difference. But Toledo has been 19 and one in the conference this year. I mean, I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. I got to go with them. All right. I, I love it. I love your picks. Uh, we, we agree on most of these once again. Uh, just one, one first round matchup. I went with ball state over Northern Illinois. I like how ball state closed out the year, had a nice little five game win streak in there to kind of, uh, get, get themselves solidify their place in Cleveland, if you will. So I went with ball state over Northern Illinois in the first round. Other than that though, all of our first round, other first round matchups were the same. Um, I also went Toledo over NIU Buffalo over Akron. We are going to disagree on the final game, though. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bulls over Toledo. I know Toledo is 19 and one this year, but I think in that game on that day, Buffalo is going to have the best player on the floor, Diasha Fair. And I think Diasha Fair, uh, she deserves to be in the NCAA tournament. I think she's going to take it into her own hands, and she's going to get the Bulls there. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, how that final game plays out. I hope it ends up being Toledo and Buffalo because that really will be an incredible matchup there. I'm going to go with the Bulls, though. We'll see. We'll see who uh, who comes out on top. Now that would, I mean, arguably be the best case scenario for the Mac or even if Akron, because maybe if Akron wins Toledo and Buffalo may still get in, you may have three Mac teams. Yeah. Um, but if Buffalo beats Toledo, I think both get in. So, you know, there is that Avenue where you have multiple Mac teams, which would almost be better for the conference and something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, cause it's not just winning you're in, there's a couple of teams, especially on the women's side who have strong NCAA tournament cases. Great point. Great point. I think, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've been talking about a two bid Mac on the men's side. I think that's kind of been a pipe dream this entire time. The women's side though, I think there's a legitimate case to be made that you can have two teams from the Mac that are going to find their way into, uh, into the conference or into the NCAA tournament, excuse me. So Vansy, uh, before we get out of here real quick, just want to kind of get your, your, I want to hear from your perspective, like Thursday, Friday, this week and next week for the, the, the NCAA tournament, you got hoops on all day. What's your setup? Are you, are you, are you I know, are you going to be working from home? You going into the office? How are you going to, what's, what's going to be your avenue for watching these games? Um, well, you know, they came out with that uh, and I, I'm hopeful nobody from my place of employment listens, but they came out with that, what the dummy, like the boss mode. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The somebody walks up. Yeah, yep. And uh, <laughs> fortunately, I have a job now where I'm dealing with spreadsheets and, and graphs and all that boring, mundane stuff. So that <laughs> may come, yeah, that may come in handy. Um, you know, I mean, and I, uh, I'm 
everybody knows, but I started a new job back in October, November. So I don't have the ability to just be like, hey, I'm taking these days off because typically we're the first two days of the NCAA tournament I take off. And typically, and had it happened where my Eastern Michigan Eagles, um, you know, on the men's or women's side were in Cleveland, I would have made the trip down to Cleveland. Yeah. You know, unfortunately with the new job, I can't get, you know, Thursday, Friday, I can't get all those days off. And then on the men's side, you have the final on Saturday. So I maybe could do that, but, um, you know, yeah, just watching it, enjoying it, uh, you know, really ever since that COVID year of 2020 just makes you appreciate this time of the year. Um, people don't remember. I mean, it was actually like the women's games. I think one had tipped off or they were just getting ready to tip. And John Steinbrechter came out and said, hey, we're done. We're shutting it down. So really don't take this moment for granted. Yeah, I remember that really well. I remember uh, I think I remember, I think it's like Kent state and Ohio, I think we're getting ready to play that first game on Thursday morning in Ohio. And I think that's when Steinbrecher, if I remember correctly, I remember him having that, making that announcement. And then as soon as that happened, I was like, it's over, it's done. We're done. I couldn't, I was like the start of everything. I can't believe that was, I mean, it's been two years. It's incredible to think about, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Vansy. I, I see, I am fortunate enough to work from home. So like Thursday and Friday, this week and next, uh, you know, I'm just going to have to be, I'm going to have to work on my multitasking. You know, I'm going to have to be productive while I'm watching hoops. I think I can handle it though. I think I can, uh, I think I can make enough room in my brain for both at the same time. Uh, might have to, I'm sure I'll be focused a little bit more on the hoops though, for sure. Yeah, and that, that's understandable. I mean, you know, you work, you know, the, the whole year. So you have work stuff all year around. March only comes once a year. That's exactly right. The work will be there. The work will be there after these uh, these tournaments are over. It's No one's taking it away. I, 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 wish, uh, I wish they would sometimes. Anyway, folks, that'll wrap it up for this week, episode 87 on the bandwagon. Thank you all for stopping by, as always. Enjoy the conference tournaments. we got a full day of hoops on uh, Wednesday. If you're listening to this when it comes out, uh, you're probably we've tipped off probably the early game on Wednesday for the women's hoops. Men's hoops kicking off on Thursday. Got a full weekend of hoops. We'll see uh, who cuts down the nets in Cleveland. Excited to break it down for you all next week. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy all the hoops out there. We'll see you again here next week.